Hey guys, just a quick FYI. Unfortunately, we had some audio issues until the two minute mark, so feel free to skip ahead if you want to. I'm Kyla Northcutt. Welcome to the Kids Learn Career Show. Each week, I ask a different person about their job so you can know what your options are out in the world. My guest today is Aaron Coep, a chiropractor. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Kyle. Thanks for being here. First off, can you tell me what a chiropractor is and what it's like to be one? Sure. Um, a chiropractic doctor or chiropractor is a natural health care provider. Um, chiropractors don't use drugs or surgery in the care of their patients. Um, just said another way, we're very natural and conservative in the approaches we use to help people improve their health. Um, it's very challenging in some ways and very rewarding in others. So, full spectrum. So, what kinds of things do you actually do day to day at work? Well, I should clarify that uh, as a chiropractor, there are many different approaches people can follow. So I can't speak for everyone, but I can tell you what my day-to-day -day activities include. Uh, mostly that involves just working with patients one-on-one. -on -one. I um, talk with people, I listen to people, I treat people. Chiropractors adjust spines and other joints too, but that is probably the most important and identifying thing we do. Um, so I spend my days working one-on-one -on -one with patients, counseling them about lifestyle considerations, healthy lifestyle choices, and um, treating them appropriately. That can include manual adjusting, that can include ordering blood work and looking at data like that or other special testing. Um, it can involve a lot of things that um, are specific to each patient, but it's very much working with people every day. Mm. So when did you first know you wanted to do this kind of work? Well, I would say probably when I was in my early 20s. I know that I was in college at the time, and I had never even heard heard of chiropractic or chiropractors, and um, I guess I got interested when I decided that I didn't want to go into medicine. So did you consider other jobs or careers before this one, and can you tell us a bit about the path you took to get here? Sure. I just alluded to that a second ago. I. I really loved science and especially human physiology, mm. um, even in high school and early in college. I certainly had a high aptitude for uh, being a medical provider. I actually took some time off of college and worked in a hospital for about six months to really get my feet wet and see what it really felt like. And I'm not trying to offend anybody when I say this, but after that experience, I was pretty turned off to healthcare. I remember talking to my college advisor, and uh, he thought I was going to be all excited to, you know, pursue that 
career path. And um, I just said, nope, I don't want anything to do with healthcare because I just didn't feel like patient's best interest mm. was what I was witnessing. I just felt like there should be a lot more care in healthcare. And that was back in the 70s. So I don't think that's gotten a whole lot better, but that's kind of what turned me off to traditional Western medicine. And it was shortly after that, that a friend introduced me to chiropractic and it really caught my interest. And I just uh, kind of pursued that path and never looked back and been very grateful that I did that. So what do you like most and least about your job? Well, the most fun thing is people, you know, everybody is in the people business. So you've got to know how to click with people and listen and understand and best part of my job is seeing people get good results. I just love to see people improve their health naturally and conservatively. And uh, the second part of that, what's the worst part? Well, I really don't like administrative duties. I really don't like those things. I'm just much better with one-on-one uh, -on -one patient care than I am with typing and computer issues and things like that. That's frustrating for me. Now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Kids Green Team, a business startup kit I created with my friend Micah. Here's the problem we learned about that we couldn't ignore. Your city doesn't recycle plastic grocery bags, shipping air pillows, bubble wrap, and other plastic like that. Whether you throw them in the trash yourself or put them in your curbside recycling bin, they're headed for a landfill, or worse, the ocean. But that's where my friend Micah and I come in. We've built an entire course to teach kids like us how to turn this unnecessary waste into a successful business, profitable from month number one. Check it out at kidsgreenteam.com. Let's do some good together. Okay, now back to the show. What level of education do you have? Was that required for your job or not? Um, yeah, so I got an undergraduate degree from the University of Minnesota. Uh, you know, typical Bachelor of Science degree. And then um, the chiropractic college I went to had five academic years, Northwestern College of Chiropractic. And I graduated in 1985 after that training. Beyond that, um, there are specialties within chiropractic, just like in medicine, orthopedics, neurology, internal medicine, sports injuries, and so on. So I've taken a lot of postgraduate education uh, totaling somewhere between 4,000 and 4,500 hours since I graduated in 1985. I do take a lot of continuing education courses. Uh, I do have some advanced degrees in, in orthopedics and neurology and some of those things I mentioned, but uh, you don't have to have that level of education. I believe you can actually enter chiropractic college today without a bachelor's degree, although probably 50% or more of people do have a bachelor's degree. Um, but it's a pretty rigorous course of study. There's uh, nothing easy about it, so uh, it's pretty thorough. Okay, so how much money would someone studying out in your field expect to make, and what's the long-term income potential? Well, as you might guess, Kyle, that is quite a range, and I would say it depends on how hard somebody wants to work and how diligent they are. Um, I'm not certain what averages are, but it really depends on 
how you want to practice and how hard and how much you want to work. So I think, you know, low end, maybe $50,000, $60,000 annually and up to you know, your long-term potential that you mentioned, kind of the sky's the limit. There are people that just make insane amounts of money uh, because they have great business sense and capacity most of those people actually don't do that by themselves. They do that by collaborating with other professionals and uh, get pretty integrative in the way they practice. So how much free time do you have? Like, do you work a traditional 40-hour work week more yeah, or less? Again, people do all kinds of different things. Uh, that's up to them. Um, I used to work an awful lot. I would say it was not uncommon for me to have 60 or 70 hours a week. Um, oh, wow. I don't do that anymore. I, I was in practice, uh, full-time practice, uh, for many years. I sold my practice about five or six years ago. So now I just practice part-time. I still see patients, um, three days a week. I probably work about 25 hours in clinic and probably another, you know, 10 or 15 doing that dreaded administrative stuff that I mentioned I don't like. So I can control my own schedule. Mm -hmm. That's one of the nice things about being self-employed. You can work as much or as little as you want. Mm -hmm. um, but currently, I'm not mm -hmm. average uh, because I'm kind of mm -hmm. working part-time. But I only, you know, I only really, I'm in the office three days a week currently. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have for young people considering what you do for their job? Well, I think it might be almost too simple to say this, but do what you love. You've got to find something that is interesting to you, challenging to you, something you can be passionate about. And I don't know that anybody can tell another person what to do, um, but I think it's important that people get encouraged to follow whatever path really sings to them, you know, whatever course uh, just really draws them in. Very important to be interested in your work. Yeah, so this one is borrowed from Tim Ferriss, a best-selling author and one of the top podcasters in the world. What is one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made? Well, uh, I would say investing in yourself pays the greatest dividends. Um, mm -hmm. we we're just talking about education a few minutes ago. I think that, uh, getting a, you know, high school diploma, a college degree, maybe a secondary degree. I think all those things, uh, really help in the long run and, um, just applying yourself. I think the best thing you can do is always bet on yourself and, uh, Make yourself the best you can be, and that way you'll be able to help not only yourself, but your family and your community and whatever profession or line of work you get into. Mm -hmm. So was there a time in your life where you felt like you completely failed at something, but it ended up helping later on in life? Um, you know, I can't think of one specific thing that was really a game changer, but I can tell you that when you get as old as me and you look back, you realize you've probably failed at a lot of things, you know, a lot of mistakes. I think the key is whether or not you can learn from those and improve the next time. 
So well, I would just say in a roundabout way, all of the little failures and mistakes, um, misdirections probably helped me do it a little better next time. And um, hmm. I think all of those things contribute to how we, how we go forward in life. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, so was there a person in your life, like a parent, grandparent, teacher, coach, or mentor that made a huge impact on you? If so, in what way? And would you like to give that person a quick shout out? Yes, again, there's, there's certainly more than one. I had very loving uh, parents, very supportive parents, and a great family, great big family, 11 kids in our family. It's pretty scary to think about that. But uh, anyway, I had um, high school teachers and coaches and a professional mentor, you know, somebody that I interned with when I was ready to graduate from school, and all of those people, um, through their encouragement and support, certainly helped me and shaped um, the person that I've developed into. And I won't call them all by name, but uh, in many ways, I've thanked them over and over and over again. Mm. So knowing what I know now, would you have done anything differently growing up? Um, not specifically. I, um, it might sound philosophical to say this, but I know that you can never, ever should have done something. You can't go back and change it. Like I said, from all those mistakes I've made, the goal is to learn from those. So I was fortunate as a kid. I felt like I had a great childhood. You know, I grew up in a very... Uh, nice family in a great community and had lots of opportunities and support to get through that. So um, I wouldn't want to change that. And I just think uh, my wish would be that anybody else would have the same opportunity to just, uh, you know, grow up in a great situation where they can really flourish. So what's the best advice you have for young people who want to be successful in life and in their work? The best advice for people to be successful in their work is to find what you love, do something that is really meaningful, and then, like I said earlier, invest in yourself. You know, nobody is going to have the answers for you. You will discover those along the way. Um, you might um, do that really consciously, or sometimes you just get answers when you least expect it, but I think you got to pay attention. I think you got to apply yourself. You know, there is something about hard work. And uh, there's some, you know, good fortune that comes along the way too. But I think the most important thing is to find what you want to do, something that's really meaningful. And then really apply yourself. Just go after it and uh, just know that there are going to be some hurdles along the way. But uh, you'll have many successes too. And you know, things just build on, on themselves along the way. So... You can't do it all in one day, but uh, when you just keep at it, persistence really, really matters in the long run. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Now it's time for the joke of the day. What is one thing that you will always get on your birthday? Ooh, I have a good answer, and it's probably not what you're thinking. What I think you get on your birthday is one more year of experience and wisdom. Some people might think you get another year older. I think you get another year wiser. Yeah, I think those are both right. Um, what I was going to say was <laughs> a year older. Yeah. Oh, we do get that too. 
it's all part of the equation. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Thanks again for joining us on the Kids Learn Career Show. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and tell your friends. See you next time.